Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hey everybody, this is another edition of Fighting Words, the Hugh Hewitt Affiliated Podcast, where I attempt, usually unsuccessfully, to maintain some semblance of FCC compliance. Why do I sound so weird? I don't. I'm in my I'm in my special recording studio, aka my fine German touring sedan. And why am I doing that? Because I'm a busy guy, and this is literally the only time on Wednesday I have where I can uh, actually record the show. So you're going to hear it all. You're going to hear the acceleration, the deceleration. You're going to hear the turn signals. You'll probably hear the weird German uh, 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 woman who uh, uh, shouts slogans at me from the machine when, uh, when when things have to happen. And here's the fun thing. I'll be like, hey, uh, you know, call Dwayne Patterson. And it'll go, calling Dwayne Patterson at their number. It's like it, it has pronouns. My car does pronouns. I want a non-woke BMW, people. A non-woke BMW. It's like my only luxury, too. I live, you know, uh, you know, like 30 years ago right now, I was in the middle of the desert living in a tent, and my roommate was a scorpion, okay? I was in Desert Storm. Well, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, desert Storm 30. And, um, uh, you know, so I don't have huge expectations. I'm actually very easy to please. I would literally eat cheeseburgers at every meal, except for uh, dinners on weekends when I would have steak, if I had my way. And if Crestor was even more effective. Um, so that's that's it. Can you see we're doing the stream of consciousness thing? We are going to do that today. Because i got to tell you, I've spent a lot of time on the radio yet, uh, this week. And I wanted to talk about that. Or, and last week, I was guest hosting on The Morning Answer on KRLA 870 in Los Angeles, which is the Salem Morning Show with Jen, uh, uh, Jen Horn, who is... Cool. I keep calling her Jen Van Horn because I'm friends with Jennifer Van Lar. You remember her from Red State. She broke the uh, Katie Hill hotel room defiling story um, uh, last year. So that was a thing. But I, I always say Jen Van Horn, and it's like she's not a van. But she could be. You know, hey, you know, that's uh, she's royalty to me. It was very fun. But I also did Hugh Hewitt three times. And let me tell you how the Hugh Hewitt show works. Uh, because a lot of people don't see it, and a lot of people don't get to do it like I do, which is there in the room. Uh, Hugh is usually back in Virginia, uh, but the nerve center where you have Dwayne, Ben, Adam, and Harley is in uh, somewhere in Southern California in Orange County. And I live in Los Angeles County. I live in the South Bay of Los Angeles. That's the area south. That's the beach cities. Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, El Segundo, which isn't a beach and has a giant sewer, but you get the... It's a nice place. El Segundo's nice. I'm not talking bad about El Segundo. Don't spread rumors. Okay, so I've got to be on the air at 3 a.m. California time. 3 a.m. So I get up about 1. And I take a shower. And I shave. 
And I usually put on cargo shorts and flip-flops and a sweatshirt. I always look like a hobo. I swear. This is like my uniform. I spent so many years in literal uniform, like camouflage. Uh, and then in, like, lawyer uniform, which is like suits where you go to court, that I, I'm, I'm in cargo shorts right now. Cargo shorts and flip-flops. Mostly because tomorrow is my birthday. Yes, the day before Christmas is my birthday. But I would be doing it anyway. It's not just celebrating. I'm not just saying the hell. I'm old. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I would, I would dress like this. And it's never that cold in California, particularly by the beach. So I get out. It's probably like 42 degrees or something. Jump in the, jump in the, jump in the ride. Uh, I have it set to automatically seat warm and automatically steering wheel warm. I told you. I have one luxury. It's my car. And then I set the uh, uh, navigation because it is a uh, uh, it is now a, the, the Hugh Hewitt Secret Studio, the Relief Factor Studio, is on my favorites. And I start driving. It takes uh, you know it takes under an hour. I'm not gonna be too specific because I don't want loonies showing up. And uh, Start driving south. Now, do I prepare what I'm going to do? Do I think it through? I have a general plan. I know, you know, what the main stories are. And I have an idea what I want to talk about. I always know a guest. I'm this weird guy. I usually book most of the guests. And there is a, a you know, there, there, Hugh has a booker, and she's very nice. And, uh... She'll, she, she's amazing. She'll go, hey, you want Rick Scott? Yeah, I want Rick Scott. We can talk about the years he spent as lead singer of Midnight Oil. And uh, it was, you know, and she'd get great people. But I like, to, I like to bring in a few people who the Hugh Hewitt radio audience doesn't normally talk to. But her friends of the show, you know, Cam Edwards, Liz Sheld's a favorite, Carrie Pickett's always good. I got David Limbaugh in. He's a friend of mine. Uh, and probably would be my agent in my budding... Uh, uh, radio career. Um, Ned Ryan was another good one. And, and I, I just try and get different people in, and then she gets some of the uh, normals and then their old favorites. And what I do is I actually have a spreadsheet where I, I know what the segments are. You, you book it by segments. There's 12 segments. Uh, segment one is seven minutes. Segment two is five minutes. Segment three is about 13. No, segment one's 11. And then five, then 13. Last segment's like seven. So you're, you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, can I get good, a good 13 minutes out of this guest? Or is this a seven-minute guest? I don't usually, usually in the five minutes, you know, I kind of book it in my head. The first segment, uh, I usually talk about something. Uh, I, I usually market clips because what happens is I walk in and Dwayne hands me about 25 clips, of which I use like three. And they're usually good ones. And he'll tell me the good ones. Kurt, you've got to use Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, singing the Macarena or something. Um, and then uh, we'll figure that out. So I, I get in, and uh, the gang is all there. Adam is uh, running the uh, uh, the sound and engineering, and he'll do all the uh, bumper music, and we usually touch base on bumper music. I'm kind of uh, restricted during Christmas because Hugh has proclaimed that, and it is his show. It's always his show. Uh, that it will be Christmas music. I just turned a tweak. I said evil Christmas music. So it's like, you know, a Danzig Christmas. You know, Christmas with Slayer. You know. Uh, and I'm, I just try to find the most horrible thing. And Adam likes that. And it's fun. And then I'll give him grief on the air sometimes. Uh, normally I'll, use, I'll do uh, music that he would never play. You know, 
You got some uh, new. You got some uh, you know Joy Division. How about some Clash? Uh, and they always have. They always send me out on the replacements. Can't hardly wait because they know that's my favorite band and they're just great guys. So Adam and I have a good time. We talk. Um, Harley and Ben are in there. They're usually doing video stuff, and uh, uh, they're just they're just great guys. They're fun to joke around with. Um, I uh, last time I went, at, at, uh, you know, I, I couldn't find a donut place, and Dwayne told me a secret donut place, and I went there. And there's a friendly meth addict, and he greeted me at. You know, two thirty in the morning, saying, "Hey, hey, you're up early," and I'm like, "You're up all night. You're on math." Um, and I brought donuts. And, but, so anyway, I go in. I see Dwayne. I see Dwayne as the command sergeant major of the show. He's the guy who knows everything, knows everyone, makes everything work. Uh, and I immediately start talking to him uh, about what's going on, and you know, what, how are we gonna, what's gonna be the show, what's gonna be the theme, what are the big stories. And we kind of nail that down. And I have, I usually walk into the studio uh, at, and it, and it kicks in about five after three with about an 80% solution. And sometimes it will go completely different. I'll do the monologue at the beginning and the rundown. And that's where I want to hit all the news. And I just want to hit that, get that out there. And uh, I also want to stop saying uh so much. That's the annoying thing. And I'm going to try especially here on the podcast, I'm going to try. Because I will listen to the show as an after-action review. Uh, damn it. Usually on twice speed. And I have to slow it down. And I think I talk too slow. But I listen to everybody on twice speed. I listen to Hugh on twice speed. When I listen to Hugh on, like, the live radio, he sounds like this. I also listen to Dennis Miller back when he did his podcast on twice speed. So he's twice as funny and twice as fast. And it just makes me weep because there's just... No way I could ever compete with that. Um, but anyway. So I get in. I do the first segment. Second segment, we off, I often have reads, which will be a read on uh, prison fellowship for the kids, which I encourage you guys to do. I actually gave all the money for one of my shows, and they do pay me. Uh, I gave all that money to prison fellowship because I figured I couldn't spend three days asking people to spend their hard-earned dollars... Uh, on a charity, if I didn't think it was a good enough charity to put my money where my mouth is, so I did. So I'll read that, and then there may be something else. The Herb and Cain movie, I think I did. And I'll get those out of the way. Then I'll talk a little bit. And I, I found myself with about two minutes. And I didn't want to go into Georgia. I didn't want to do anything serious. So I talked about my birthday, where I cooked spaghetti. And I did my spaghetti recipe. You want to know it? It doesn't take long, I'll tell you. Here's what you do. Go get some good 80-20 ground beef. Got it? All right. I want you to uh, brown it in a a big pot. Get a big pot, brown it. Got it? Cut up a white onion. Chop it nice and neat. Throw that in there. Brown that too. Get that good and brown. I like it a little crispy. I don't want it too soft or soggy. Throw in some Italian seasoning, some salt, some pepper. Throw in a little bit of garlic, probably like a clove's worth, and then get some really good tomatoes. Now, when I make my birthday spaghetti, because I always cook my own birthday dinner, because I'm not going to leave that to anyone else, I'm going to make a birthday spaghetti, and I am going to use tomatoes from my parents' old garden in San Mateo before they moved. And uh, it doesn't get any better. It's very sweet. It's very good. Uh, this is a recipe that came from Denora, 
which is up where Selena Zito lives. If you ever wonder why I always have Selena Zito on we get along so well, we're homies because my, my family, half of my family, my mom's family, comes from that area of Pennsylvania. So that's kind of the Pennsylvania way. It's very simple, but it's perfect. You, you will literally not get my, and my mom does it better than me, but I do it really well. He said modestly because, you know, I'm, I'm circumspect like that. And, um, my, uh, no one, literally no one does this spaghetti sauce better. I go, I go to the nicest Italian restaurants. Okay. I guess I have two fancy things. I go to the nice Italian restaurants. There's sauce. It's good. Okay, I'm not anti it. It's nowhere near as good as what my mom and I make. It just isn't. It's a simple recipe. And I have told you the re that's literally it. That's all you have to do. If you do that, and you gotta let it simmer for a while. If you do that, the secrets to tomatoes. If you do that, you're gonna have just unbelievably good spaghetti sauce. So anyway, uh, three hours is a long time, and. You know, to keep awake, I drink coffee. And uh, Dwayne went and got me, like, a little bottle of creamer because he knows me. He says that I have, like, 70% creamer, 30% coffee. And I don't know if that's true. Not because I don't use a lot of creamer, but because I don't do math very well. So that's kind of how that rolls. But uh, I, do, I do drink a lot of coffee, which means at the breaks, and the breaks are, like, five minutes. I'm always hitting the restroom. I'm, I'm like, oh, I must have kidneys the size of a, of a, of a marble. But yeah, I'm always uh, be right back because you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep 100 percent, right? So this goes on for three hours. There are 12 segments, and you're just knocking them out. And usually we'll end up at like halfway through the third hour, and we'll be like, holy cow, that went fast because it just does. It's just very professional. Dwayne knows exactly what he's doing. Everything's always set up. You know, I think once we screwed up on a guest, and that was uh, Ben Shapiro, we didn't call him or didn't reach him somehow or transpose his numbers or something. So I had been on for his book for like 40 seconds, and that was that kind of sucked because he's always a good guest. But anyway, that's kind of how it goes, and then, then we're done. Sometimes I'll uh, stay a little later to record uh, uh, the after show with Dwayne. But otherwise, you know, I'm out the door and off to work. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting place. It's full of sports memorabilia from Hugh. And Hugh rarely comes in anymore, of course, because he lives on the other side of the country. And it's just, I don't even know what most of this stuff is. Most of this stuff is just, it's sporty. And that's not how Kurt rolls. And Dwayne loves to give me grief about sports because I don't know or care about any of them. And that's always fun. So, anyway, that's the inside of the Hugh Hewitt radio program. I, I don't know if you found it interesting. I hope you found it interesting. I, I wouldn't want you to not find it interesting. But, uh, you know, this is fighting words, and I guess that's not technically fighting. Um, speaking of not technically fighting, 30 years ago, right now, I was in northern Saudi Arabia readying for Desert Storm, not fighting. Uh, and, in fact, I didn't fight. I ran a heavily armed car wash. We were supposed to go forward, but Seven Corps, which is the most powerful military formation of all time, it's about six armored divisions designed to destroy the Soviet Union. It came from Germany, and that's where I was, and I came with them. Uh, moved so fast and so effectively, it just wiped out an entire army. 
and 24th Corps, which is the, uh, I'm sorry, 20, uh, 18th Airborne Corps, which was on our left, and then the Marine, uh, Marine, I think it's three Corps, I'm not sure which it was, Marine Expeditionary, I don't remember what its designation is, uh, was on the right, and they, they went right into Kuwait, 18th went really far around, and we just kind of went right up the middle, and uh, I was at Corps Main, which is the main headquarters, and that was about 20 miles west of Huffer Albatine on Tapline Road. And I was at the Corps main headquarters during the attack, and we thought we were going forward. We actually prepped. We got our weapons and everything in our vehicles and had a plan. And then they said, uh, there's no need. Nobody goes forward. The Corps, Corps main stayed where it was. It was going to go north. And we just said, oh, well, we might as well stay here because the war's over. Uh, moving a Corps, which is like 2,000 people, Corps headquarters is you know, a big deal. I'd be like four days. So, uh, yeah, it was 30 years ago. It's hard to believe. It was, uh, what do I remember about it? I remember mostly it was cold. It was cold as hell. It was, I mean, I, and I once, uh, I once tweeted, a true story, I was going between fighting positions in uh, Saudi Arabia. My canteens froze. And guys on Twitter freaked out. They're like, I can't, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that happened. I, that's. No, it didn't. I'm like, are you canteen truthers? It's like, if you were going to make up a story about heroism and awesomeness, I don't think that would be the story. I'm just saying, I don't think that would be the way someone would go. That's not what you would, like, make up. All right? Well, yeah, I jumped on a, jumped on a grenade and uh, single-handedly took out a tank division. Nope. Nope. Here's Kurt. Yeah, it was really cold. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. So, anyway, that's my, uh, no, but I, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we showed up, we did a good job, and uh, uh, all, all the guys in my company, or not my, my platoon came back. We lost one of our guys in a, a traffic accident, a guy named Specialist Jimmy James, and uh, that, was, that was terrible. Uh, we didn't lose anybody from the fighting. And that was good. And we did a good job, and we came home and, uh, you know, chalked up Desert Storm to life experience. I got to wear the uh, patch on the, my right shoulder for the rest of my military career. Uh, symbolizing perfect attendance as the uh, commandant of a car wash. But, uh, you know, lots of guys, you know, nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, you know, there are guys are. what did you do? I was a clerk. What did you do? I was a cuck. You know, we can't all be Pete Buttigieg. All right, we can't all be Dick Blumenthal, but uh, anyway, I'm uh, yeah, I, I'm proud to have been there. It was uh, it was uh, uh, I got to see a lot of history. I got to be in the command post when interesting things happened that I later read about in books, which was kind of fascinating for me. Um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting being in a war. It's a very different feeling, and this this wasn't like a long war. This was. Very short and very intense. And it was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very glad I had the opportunity to go serve my country doing it. And I'm very glad I'm not there right now. Uh, a lot of guys are. I hope you remember them at, in the holidays. Uh, I've been overseas for, you know, many holidays. And uh, that's, not, that's not hugely fun. But the nice thing is you're with your buddies. And that's, that's something. So as you guys enjoy your holidays... Uh, I hope you ignore stupid commands by stupid people 
in politics not to gather with your folks. I hope you instead use your own common sense and determine what you can and can't do. As you know, I have had COVID, so my body surges with powerful antibodies that will defeat this puny virus. So I'm not going to get it or give it to anybody, but there are other people out there who are in danger, and I I trust you to use your common sense. It is a real virus. It is not a fake, uh, and it can hurt some people very badly, and other people, like me, it vaguely inconveniences for a couple weeks. Uh, By the way, I was going to give my antibodies, but Red Cross, like, didn't have the manpower to do it. Apparently, they're overwhelmed with people giving antibodies, which I I hope. I mean, that's good, right? We, We want that. So anyway, this Christmas, have a great Christmas. Uh, I hope you consider going and getting my books. Crisis uh, is the latest. People's Republic, Indian Country, Wildfire, Collapse, and Crisis are the Kelly Turnbull books. They're action-packed. They're by full of action. And there's liberal bashing. And they're selling really well. I got to number 29 on all of Amazon, which I'm pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing for a book that I kind of created in my house. So... But people like these things, and they are fun. And I'm writing the sixth one, The Split, and that'll be in, uh, that should come out in May. In fact, tomorrow, my birthday, uh, I'm going to take some special Kurt time, and I'm going to sit, and I'm just going to write, because I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun for me. Um, I, I I really like doing it. And if you like my writing, you don't have to wait that long. I have a uh, great piece on Warrior Warriors, not Social Justice Warriors, coming out on Thursday at Town Hall. That's my free one. You can get uh, you, you can get the VIP one today, which is Martial Law Nonsense. That one, uh, use promo code KURT, K-U-R-T, and that'll let you become a VIP member cheaper. And uh, hopefully after the new year, we'll kick up doing live events and stuff, or Zoom events, I guess. But anyway, just wanted to thank you guys for being part of the magic and for uh, listening in to uh, Fighting Words with Kurt Schlichter. Hope to hear from you. Hope you check it out. Thanks. Adios.